guys, welcome back to Yanoya Podcast. This is Roshni and Shri, and today we're going to be talking about microaggressions, which both of us have faced in our lives, right, Shri? Yeah, definitely, I agree. Um, microaggressions have been a big part of my life, our life actually, because、um, we're both like South Asian, right? So I feel like we both identify with a different culture. So、um, we're both South Asian, you know, and growing up. Like in America, like obviously, like we're not part of the white majority. So I feel like being from another culture, like you automatically just base like people's stereotypes. And I know when I was younger, like I, it was really hard to like adjust to、um, what people like said about me or just assumed, if that makes sense.、Um, for example, like when I was younger, a lot of people like would make fun of the food I brought to school. Or they would assume automatically that I was good at science or math just because I was South Asian, and South Asians are supposed to be good at math and they're supposed to be good、it's、at school, like, you know. It's like the model minority myth, you know, which I yeah, feel like、definitely. a lot of Asians have to face. Yeah, it can be so damaging, and I think especially with microaggressions, it's literally in the name, you know. There are these little things. I think we can argue that usually people just say them inadvertently, like they aren't meaning any harm, and so it can be really hard to call people out on it because then they just immediately get defensive. And oh yeah. yeah, I know some of my closest friends or people who I thought were my closest friends had done it to me, and it was just like little things, like oh, like you're actually kind of pretty for an Indian girl, oh my or <laughs> oh, like aren't you supposed to be good at like. Math or science, and I'm bringing the math and science thing up because when I was younger, like, and I still am, like, I'm so freaking bad at math. <laughs> like, I literally cannot. Like, my dad was literally a math major, and none of his skills got passed down to me. And it's just like so weird because, like, I'm genuinely like I can't even do mental math, guys. It's so bad. Um, but like, I know like people in high school would always judge me because like I would make like less than stellar grades than them. Um. And like less than stellar in that like I wouldn't necessarily receive A's and everything. And like for the longest time, that was so detrimental to my mental health because I kept thinking like, oh, like I'm Indian, I'm supposed to get straight A's and everything. Like I don't know why I'm struggling. I feel the same way because I feel like when you're, I'm not particularly good at STEM at all, as you can tell from my majors and minors. I have. Completely cut STEM out of my life as much as I can because I'm just not—it's、okay. not interesting to me anymore. You know, you're still a double major, <laughs> double minor though. That's pretty like, impressive. <laughs> I'm not in STEM unless you count like economics. I mean, it involves a little bit of math, but besides the point,、um, it's just—it's—I definitely agree with you because it's—it's it's so hard sometimes to even. Identify with your own culture because you feel bad that you're not fitting this, you know, the stereotype, and that's informed by microaggressions. And it can also like lead to you performing microaggressions against yourself and against members of your own community,、um, which is obviously not a good thing. Definitely, and it's so weird. That like you point that out because I've never really thought of it that way.、Um, I've always thought like microaggressions, like they're things said by other people. But like now, like what you said makes sense because I definitely do like 
initiate microaggressions towards myself all the time like like I said like with the math example like I always used to beat myself up about like why I can't be good at math or just like in general when other people just like say stuff like I like get in my head about it and like I just like overthink what they said and like in the end like I end up tearing myself down and it's just really like hard to like accept what something like when someone says that about you especially when it's coming from someone like you trust or like one of your friends like like you said Roshni it's so hard to stand up for yourself because in that moment like there are like a dozen things that you want to say but like I feel like you're just so shocked that it even came out of their mouth and you're like what like what even happened right now like is this real and you you don't want to come across as aggressive yeah definitely and like because like a lot of people like one time I remember I like stood up for myself and like the person was like oh but like I didn't mean it in like an offensive way like no offense newsflash when you say no offense it's usually offensive (laughs) but okay go on yeah yeah exactly it's so hard to to educate people about stuff like this just because they're done so inadvertently like you're not like obviously when you're called out on something that you didn't mean to do I think it's natural to get defensive I do it too when I'm like I don't know if I didn't mean to do something to hurt somebody and they call me out on it I think my first instinct is always to get pretty defensive which is like something to work on it's something to consciously realize and work on but it's hard to realize that in the moment so yeah it's I think it's important that they're talked about on a larger level instead of just in specific instances when it happens because in those instances you're probably not going to get anywhere in terms of educating people and stuff like that yeah and it's so like hard to educate people like you said because half the time like they act like they're so like they will listen or like they act like they know everything but like it's just I feel like so hard for people to accept that like they might not know everything about like a certain topic um like I know for me like you said when someone points out that I'm wrong like I like like shut down and like I get like really defensive and it's really hard for me to like accept their point of view but when it comes to microaggressions or like any other cultural thing especially if you're not a person of color And if you say something offensive and, like, the other person is, like, offended, like, you cannot, you don't have the right to say, oh, that's not offensive, like, I didn't mean it like that. I think it's really important for people to just, like, take a step back and, like, reevaluate what they said because you don't know, like, how much, like, words can hurt someone. And even if you are another person of color, like, like, they're in the, like, at least, like, South Asian community, um, there's microaggressions, like, against us, but, like, also, like, especially in our parents' generation, there are also, like, microaggressions towards other groups of color. Um, 100%. And I feel like, oh, yeah. And, like, they're not addressed because, like, a lot of the times, like, people don't, like, own their actions, you know? And they don't, like, they think they're right about everything and they refuse to accept that, like, oh, like, I said something wrong. And if you're a person of color, especially, and you say something to offend, like, someone or, like, you say an aggression, uh, sorry, a microaggression towards another person of color, I feel like the automatic response is usually, like, oh, but, like, I'm a person of color, so I can't offend another person of color. But, like, that's not even true because everyone has their own experiences and stuff. And you can offend someone with words, like, no matter, like, what race, what identity you identify with, you know? And... If you say something offensive, like, it is your duty. It is, like, literally your civic obligation 
to just like own it like you made a mistake okay just like try to like reevaluate what you did wrong and like try not to repeat that mistake like you don't have to get defensive over every little thing you know it really like aggravates me sometimes because like people really just like say whatever that comes to their mind but they don't think about the repercussions of it you know yeah and i think i really liked what you said like if you if someone tells you they're offended you don't get to tell them they're not i feel like that was a quote when i was in middle school i remember seeing that on tumblr but um yeah i think i think that's a really important point that like people are allowed to be offended by words that you say and it's not the end of the world if you say something inadvertently offensive what matters is that you grow and what matters is that you take that into account and like change for the better because I at least I believe that everyone can change if given the opportunity and or at least most people can and I feel like especially now nowadays we have technology and we have access to all kinds of information I think education is certainly possible so take that into account and um, like I said, like, it's hard to not just, like, not get defensive, but maybe be aware of that. But, yeah, that's why it's really important to talk about um, microaggressions. And so, Shri, I think you have a, a definition, right, of microaggressions? Yeah, I do. So, according to a New York Times article that we found... Microaggressions are the everyday slights, indignities, put-downs, and insults that members of marginalized groups experience in their day-to-day interactions with individuals who are often unaware that they have engaged in an offensive or demeaning way. So yeah, this definition really puts it into perspective. Um, And some of the examples that we talked about today are examples of microaggressions that we faced. And actually, it's super interesting because... Roshni, I think you were saying something about South Asians being a model minority um, and just like Asians in general. So actually, I was doing a research paper for my intro to feminist theory class this past semester. And for my final project, I had to choose like a bunch of sources. And for me, like, I think I chose like a topic on the struggles that women of color face in today's society. And I found this one article and it was super interesting because it talks about how Asians, like, they're viewed as the model minority, but they're, like, like, they're viewed as a model minority, but actually they have, like, one of the highest suicide rates out of, like, um, like, other minorities, just because, like, I think the article is talking about how, like, they're expected to fit into certain expectations. They're expected to have good jobs. They're expected to, like, raise a family. There's so much pressure. Um, yeah. But, like, a lot of people don't realize the struggles that they face. And in the New York Times article, so there was also a 2014 study in where 405, like, people of color who experienced microaggressions, um, they actually experienced suicidal thoughts as well. So I just thought that was really interesting because, like, there's definitely a correlation between microaggressions and, like, mental health. Like, little words have so much power and that they can bring you down because they make you like question the validity of who you are as a person and also make you question your identity yeah and i think something that we have also made the mistake of just now is or throughout the last however many minutes we've been recording is that we've only been discussing people of color 
but this obviously happens to all marginalized groups like for example the lgbtq plus community so obviously it's important to consider um all marginalized groups because all marginalized groups face these kinds of microaggressions yeah and even like people who are like below the poverty line um those are an example of like marginalized groups as well and especially for members of the lgbtq community i think it's so like hard for them because they still have to face like these microaggressions and stereotypes like every day in their lives um you know like the stupid stereotypes that are shown in movies about like if you're like homosexual like you're supposed to like dress well or you're supposed to be super girly or you're supposed to like fit into this mold or fit into that like like it's so sad that like just because you identify with something that you're expected to act a certain way you know and for people like below the poverty line like they're just expected to like be stupid or like just like disadvantaged in every sort of way but like you don't know their lives you know like a lot of them like they work so hard for what they have they work so hard like to put themselves through school this and that and I think it's just just a matter of like checking your privilege too. A lot of the people who make these assumptions about marginalized groups, you're probably more privileged than them. So that definitely doesn't give you a right to like belittle them in any way, you know, because you don't have that right. You don't have that right to offend someone like that. You don't have that right to judge someone like that. Yeah. Definitely. Um and I think something, another thing that's important to consider is uh, the use of social media nowadays in propagating microaggressions because, I don't know, it's so much easier to um, say these little things now, because, or say, so to speak, because, you know, you can just tweet something out, you can comment something on a post, um, you can make a post, you can do all these things that are just so easy. Um, especially because you're not talking to someone face to face so you don't actually have to see their reaction and actually have to see how the words affect them so that can make it a lot harder nowadays to um to understand the impact of microaggressions even though as i stated before with the internet we also have so much more so many more resources and we have so many more opportunities to learn about these things um, it's kind of this dichotomy so yeah I think that's another thing to keep in mind I we have brought up TikTok in every single episode we've done I mean to be fair we've only done two so far but now it's we're three for three for TikTok because on TikTok like say a certain a person that's of a certain race um makes a TikTok there will inevitably be like a comment and there will inevitably be a comment that's like something to do with the race they are for example a lot of the um like i've seen for indian people and asian people i've seen comments about like shouldn't you be studying like all the like and if people call them out they're like oh i was just joking get over it it's tiktok um and it's like but we don't want to get over it. That's rude. That's rude of you to say. Um, you know, there's that kind of stereotype, and there's other stereotypes that they play on 
for example, for black Americans, it's always like, oh, should you be looking for your dad? Stuff like that, which is just so rude. It's just so incredibly rude to say. Um, I don't even know if that can be termed as a microaggression because that's just just straight up rude. But um, I'm going to bring it up anyway because it needs to be called out. Um, you know, stuff like that. There's always the, like, oh, you're so pretty for this race. Like you said, Shree. Like, oh my god, I, I hate, hate that. it so much. I hate it's it. Like, they're pretty because they're pre- First of all, everyone's beautiful. And second of all, like, race has nothing to do with prettiness. Yeah, everybody know, has different I, features. Not everyone has Eurocentric features, but that doesn't mean you're not pretty. Ugh, it gets me heated. Exactly. <laughs> no, girl, I get it. Because, like, it pisses me off, too, that, like, these comments, like, oh, you're so pretty for, like, okay, let's use, like, in like Indian for an example because, like, we're both Indian. Um, like, I just, like, hate those because it's, like, you're pitting, like, women against each other. And that's just, first of all, really dumb. <laughs> Second of all, like you said everyone's beautiful and third of all like there's just like no reason necessary to comment stuff like that like just like there's the golden rule there's something called the golden rule that people need to remember if you don't have anything nice to say don't say it literally i had that drilled in me since i was like two years old so i mean i'm pretty sure other people should reciprocate the same thing anyway before i get too heated (laughs) um like you said like I love TikTok, so, like, please mention it more. Um, I'm literally a TikTok fanatic, so if you see me on your For You page, give me a like. Just kidding, I don't make that many. Anyway, before I digress. Um, yeah, like, a lot of t- the times, like, I've definitely noticed the types of comments that people leave on certain TikToks, especially if, like, there are certain, like, um, ethnicity. And it really sucks because it's, like, First of all, that person just uploaded something for their own enjoyment and because they felt confident in themselves. And, like, it really aggravates me that certain people, like, comment certain things and they know that the creator is going to see it. So you definitely did it on purpose. So, no, first of all, if you say something offensive, it's offensive. It's not just a joke. And the fact that you're, like, defending yourself is just, like, absolute blasphemy, you know? Like, one of the TikToks, um, I think it was... Like, I follow a bunch of, like, pre-med accounts because, like, I find them super helpful and stuff. And, like, there's this one I particularly really like. And I think someone, like, made a really, like, negative assumption of her. And she had, like, there was no reason to, you know? Like, she was literally, like, she's definitely so helpful and, like, so nice and, like, so willing to answer questions. And, like, someone left a really negative comment. And, like, she had to make a video addressing that. And I just found that really, like really like sad because it's like why should someone have to explain themselves for just like simply expressing themselves you know like she didn't have to reply to that comment but obviously like it hurt her and like the fact like the background behind it was so sad and it's like first of all like just don't make assumptions about people you don't know you know and just because like they are a certain race like you don't have to like say like horrible things like that you know i don't know it just like really makes me upset because it's like I don't understand how some people can just be so rude without, like, even considering the other person's feelings. Like, I'm a person, like, if I say one thing wrong, like, I literally feel so guilty about it. So when you're offending someone, like, how could you not, like, think twice, you know? I just think that's really, like, weird. (laughs) And, like, I can't believe there are people like that. For sure. And I think, well, one thing is I think they kind of defend themselves by being like, oh, it's just dark humor. And that's not dark humor like being racist or sexist or homophobic or xenophobic or any of these things 
that I like I haven't mentioned but kind of fall in the same realm that's not dark humor that defense just doesn't work and also yeah I've seen TikToks like that too um one that comes to mind is a girl who got into Harvard she's Asian and she got into Harvard and I don't know there's a lot of like college um not decision TikToks but like how do I describe it they're like what call like stat kind of thing so like they tell people about their stats from high school like SAT extracurriculars that kind of stuff and then what colleges they applied to and which ones they got accepted to and rejected from and which one they decided on and she made one of those she like ended up choosing Harvard which is like amazing you know it takes a lot of hard work and effort to get into Harvard and like a lot of the comments on her post were like oh you only got it because you're Asian and stuff like that and she had to make like a couple she I guess she didn't have to like you said but she decided to make you know response videos because they clearly hurt her and I don't know like you can't just say things like that to people and expect no repercussions towards yourself um yeah it's it's just ridiculous to me that people actually I don't know if they actually believe stuff like that or if they're just saying that to get a rise out of people either way it's wrong um so yeah I don't know yeah no like discrimination like no matter how subtle you think it is like it always has consequences and when you're saying something like obviously we're not accusing like you all of like saying anything offensive but like if you see someone saying something offensive like that or like saying something to like purposely hurt your feelings like it is totally okay for you to stand up for yourself or like for you to like cut them out of your life because discrimination like it can have like really like negative effects on your mental health like and it can like cause like certain like symptoms of trauma that might like arise from like your past experiences you know like everyone is different and like it's okay for you to like be offended by them I think that's one thing that we really want to emphasize because like sometimes like when you identify with another race um at least in my experience like I always thought like the person who said those offensive things were right and like it was so hard for me to accept that like oh it's okay like I can be offended because clearly they don't know what they're talking about or like clearly like they want to offend me or they do not want to like accept like what they said was wrong you know like I always thought like the other person was right and I never used to like stand up for myself because even in the times that I did like I wouldn't get like a positive response but I really want to encourage you guys to like you don't have to like move on from those insults you can stand up for yourself or like do whatever is best for you you know like like don't talk to that person anymore or like find a way to like address the problem because like you don't have to like stick with that like you deserve more than that and if someone says that to you and they're your friends like you need to have a serious conversation with them because they truly might not know that they're offending you and if they're your true friend like they will definitely like step up and own up to their actions and not say those things towards you but if they like refuse to accept what they said was wrong and continue to like exhibit the same behavior i think that it is in your hands now to like either cut yourself out of their lives or like just stop trying because you don't deserve to like put up with that kind of treatment yeah definitely i think um 
yeah, the friends thing is really important to bring up because, it, like we've been saying from the beginning, it's really hard to um, stand up for yourself in these situations, and it can be especially hard when it's your friend saying something. One of like in the New York Times article, um, like they they ask like five questions to ask yourself when like weighing the consequences of responding to a microaggression. So I'm just gonna list them real fast. So. Number one is, if I respond, could my physical safety be in danger? Number two is, if I respond, will the person become defensive and will this lead to an argument? Number three is, if I respond, how will this affect my relationship with this person, whether it be like a coworker, family member, etc.? Number four is, if I don't respond, will I not reg- will I regret not saying something? And number five is, if I don't respond, does that convey that I accept the behavior or statement? So I think these five questions are really important to consider. Obviously, like if your physical safety is in danger, like you don't want to like put that at risk. Like at that point, it may be like wise to like just leave it. But I think the um, last like question that like the Times article talked about is really important. And it was, if I don't respond, does that convey I accept the behavior statement? And I think that's just something that you need to ask yourself. Like it's really hard to stand up for yourself sometimes. But when you know something is wrong and, like, you don't stand up for the right thing, like, you might be, like, beating yourself about, up about it later. So just, like, keep that in mind, like, when addressing, like, things like this. Like, you obviously can choose whether to, like, address it or not. And it doesn't make you less of a person if, like, you choose to do either. But, like, just think about, like, what's best for you. Yeah, exactly. And also keep in mind that what this person is saying to you they might be doing to other people as well um and i don't know maybe think about it like you're not necessarily just standing up for yourself if you do choose to stand up for yourself you're standing up for quite a few people and one thing like i do now like whenever someone says like microaggressions to me or like is like make stereotypes about who i am or like says something offended offensive um one thing i ask is like I ask, like, oh, like, what do you mean by that? And when you ask that question, like, you immediately see their face, like, pale a little bit, and they, like, stumble on their words. And my intention is, like, not to make them uncomfortable, but, like, it's just to, like, really, like, understand what they're trying to say and, like, have them understand, like, the impact of their words. Like, if they themselves cannot explain to you why they said, like, a certain thing that is, like, considered offensive, like, then it is offensive, Yeah. you know? And I remember, um like in is it in parks and rec where uh i've never actually watched parks and rec i just i like watched like (laughs) the first couple episodes is it tom that's like the indian person in that yeah aziz Ansari. yes and he's like what is it it's like somebody is asking him where he's from and he says i don't know some state i forget what it is i like i said i'm not like a parks and rec (laughs) fanatic and then um they're like, oh, where are you really from, though? And he's like, oh, girl, I hate that girl. Like, what do you want me to say? And I, yeah. I think that's like, I don't know, that's for me. And I guess for like other children of immigrants, that's kind of the pr- a prime example of a microaggression. Because it's like, 100%. Yeah, it's like, I'm from here. I was born and brought up here. Um, I don't know, really know what you're implying by saying, Uh, where are you really from but I'm giving you my answer it's you know it's America so I don't know 
it's I think that's a really good example of what a microaggression is and what it entails. Definitely, yeah. Like I cannot tell you the amount of times I've been asked this question, and like I still get so frustrated. So I usually like this happened to me recently. This person was like, "Oh, where are you from?" And I was like, "Uh, Virginia." And they were like, "Oh no, but where are you really from?" And I was like, "Well, I was born in Colorado." Because like I knew what they were gonna ask me, but I was just like, first of all, you can say it in a better way." And second of all, like, you need to, like, just understand that you don't ask someone like that. Like, someone, sorry, you don't ask someone a question like that, you know? And I remember another time, like, someone literally asked me, what are you? (laughs) And I literally said a human being. Because, like, I, like, what, who goes up to a person and is like, so, what are you? (laughs) Like, that is just so, like, hello? Like, do you not realize how freaking, like, insensitive that is? Like, that is so annoying like please like no i'm an alien from outer space like what do you think i am like you don't have a right to ask someone those questions you know i just think that's like really funny but when it happens like it's just like so like surreal because you're like wow like it's 2020 and people are still doing this you know yeah definitely and i don't know to me it all comes down to just the fact that we live in a society that was built on certain stereotypes and the subjugation of certain peoples and that's a topic for a different time (laughs) um and it's also me being fake woke again so yeah i think that's all we have for our microaggressions episode thank you guys so much for tuning in um it really means a lot that you're listening to us because i don't know we're just too two college students trying to talk about things that we're passionate about and the fact that people are actually listening is I don't know it's really gratifying and it makes us feel like we can actually make a change in the world that sounded so dramatic but (laughs) it's true um no yeah like we definitely appreciate all of our listeners and like if we can improve on something like please like let us know through our like instagram or like just like try like contact us like we actually recently just put a blog up as well so go check that out it's really exciting um but yeah i really hope that you enjoyed our discussion today this is like kind of a heavy topic so i really want to thank you for like listening to both of our perspectives on it um and if there's anything else you want us to touch on even in this topic please reach out like she said we have an instagram um it's unoya underscore podcast and we have our personal instagrams which are like you can find them through that one um we have our new blog we reply to everyone so yeah yeah and it's so like it's so great to see us slowly creating a community where these ideas can be shared um because that was our goal from creating this podcast was to um make a safe space in a sense for everybody to feel comfortable talking about their opinions and their feelings about these topics that can be really difficult to talk about um but are important too so yeah we're, we're available on anchor spotify apple podcasts and a google podcast breaker i i don't know we're available on a bunch of platforms if um, you want to see the full list, head over to Anchor because the entire list of our um, platforms is on there. But please click follow 
on both our podcast itself on whatever platform you're listening on and on our instagram um we're planning to do more like get to know us segments so if you're interested in any of that if you're interested in asking us questions um either about ourselves or about certain topics please uh follow our instagram and we'll definitely have opportunities like that coming up um also on our blog our new blog and yeah i think that's it so we'll see you guys tomorrow (laughs) with a new episode or later today whenever we put it up (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i hope you guys are all staying safe and healthy and as always if you guys need anything please reach out to us um we will reply to each and every one of you so yeah and thank you so much again for listening today it really means a lot yeah